Good morning and welcome to our time around the Lord's Word. And if you have your Bibles ready, please turn with me to Mark chapter 12. And we're going to read from verse 28. Mark 12, reading from verse 28. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart and with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbour as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. While Jesus was teaching in the temple courts, he said, How is it that the teachers of the law say to say that the Christ is the son of David? David himself, speaking by the Holy Spirit, declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? The large crowd listened to him with delight. As he taught, Jesus said, Watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted in the marketplace and have the most important seats in the synagogue and the places of honour at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for a show, and for a show make lengthy prayers. Such men will be punished most severely. God will add his blessing to that reading of his word and uh, we're going to look at those verses together. Shall we pray? Our Father, we thank you again for your word and we thank you now for this passage that we've read in your presence. And as we look at it together, we ask that you will just guide us through it and that you will show us the true meaning that we might know more about you. Our Father, we ask these things in the precious name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we come to this passage now, um, where a scribe asks a question. You'll remember from last week, the Pharisees, the Herodians, the Sadducees, they have all joined forces and have come to Jesus with questions designed to discredit and destroy him and his teaching. But they failed. This teacher of the law, well, he's a scribe. And they are what we might describe today as being theologians. They were the experts in the interpretation of the scriptures. And unlike the others who seem to have approached Jesus in a mob-handed way, with prepared questions engineered specifically to deliver the results that they wanted, but who had failed and been silenced by the answers that Jesus had given. But here we have one man, a teacher of the law, 
who has observed what has been happening and has reached the conclusion that Jesus had given a good answer to each of the questions that had been put to him. In verse 28 we read, One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all commandments, which is the most important? This question is not what is the first commandment. His question is, out of all the commandments, which is the one that we must put at the top of the list of all the things that we must do from the things that God has commanded us to do? And this question would include the Ten Commandments. And we find them as they did in the book of Exodus and the book of Deuteronomy. But the scribes, or the scribe here, he said of all the commandments, and there are many in Scripture. And there would have been, in the days of Jesus, different schools of thought amongst the scribes. And some of these leading teachers will probably have their top ten selection in order of of what they thought as being the most important. I understand that there are 613 commands in the Torah. That's in the books of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. And we also have other things throughout Scripture. Let's just have a look at a couple now. If you were to go to the book of Micah, and we can do that, and in chapter 6, verse 8, this is what Micah said. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So there's one of the commands. To love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. We can go to the book of Habakkuk, and in chapter 2, verse 4, this is what we read. See, the enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright. But the righteous person will live by his faithfulness. So there's another command for the righteous to live by faithfulness. Chapter 12 of our passage this morning in verse 29. This is what Jesus said. The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Now remember, Jesus is speaking here to a man who is a teacher of the Scripture. So Jesus goes to Scripture for the answer that he's going to give him. He quotes from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 1 to 7. And let me just read that passage to you as we think about it. This is what it says. These are the commands, decrees and laws the Lord your God directed to me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess so that you, your children and their children after them may fear the Lord your God. As long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you and so that you may enjoy long life here Israel and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you 
and that you may increase greatly in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. So in that passage, they're being given a word from Joshua before they cross into the promised land. And he says, These are the commands, decrees, and laws of the Lord your God has directed me to teach you to observe. And then later on he says, And by keeping all these decrees and commands that I give you, and he explains to them the, 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 the results of that. And then that passage reads on. And this is what it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Now, this part of Scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 6, and in particular verse 4, was then and is now in our day known as the Shema. That's S-H-E-M-I. And what that word Shema means, it means, Hear, O Israel. So it takes its title from this passage. And this is the verse that we've just read together that would be quoted in both morning and evening prayer sessions, sessions by the Jewish people. This is what they would say at the beginning of their morning prayer time, and this is what they would say during their evening prayer time. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. So this scribe and the rest of the people who are listening and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they would all be very familiar with this quotation and they would very, very, be very familiar with the words that Jesus has just spoken to them as he's telling them what is the greatest of the commandments. So let's just consider that one for a moment. He's saying, love God with all your heart. Now, this is not just loving God because of what he can do for us, but it's loving God because of who he is, as well as loving him for what he has and what he can do for us. Love God with all your soul. This is not to be a cold type of love. This is a soulless love, a deep love. Love God with all your strength. That requires energy and eagerness and effort. Love God with all your mind. Jesus added, with all your mind. And that means with all your intellect. I wonder if this could have been purposely as an encouragement to this teacher of the law who considered himself to be wise, who considered himself to be very intellectual and very knowledgeable about the law. So love the Lord, the, love God with all your mind. On to verse 31, and Jesus continues, The second is this, love your neighbour as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And again, Jesus is turning to scripture. If you turn to Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, you read these words. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbour as yourself. 
you know, it's quite true, and it's been said many times, that if you keep the first of these two commandments, love God, then the second will follow, follow quite naturally. And we will, because of that, also love our neighbour as ourselves. So our passage reads on in verse 32 to 33. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart and with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbour as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. This comment from the scribe suggests that he did not come in an attempt to trap Jesus with his question but that he came to genuinely ask for an answer from someone who he could see had a clear understanding of Scripture. And in verse 34, when Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. This man was close to the kingdom of God. He wanted answers. The answers he'd heard Jesus give to the others who'd asked him questions were good answers, and the answer that Jesus has given to him to his question is a good answer. And he went a little bit further. He recognised the fact that it was these things were more important than sacrifices and offerings. So he's really grasping the truth. This man was close to the kingdom of God. He was not there yet. But it seems that he was seeking... This, as you think about it, reminds me of the Pharisee called Nicodemus, who again came to Jesus wanting answers, and who would have gone away and looked at gain at how he understood the Scriptures. And we know that Nicodemus, he came to Jesus because he was there after the crucifixion. And we can read about that also in our Bibles. So Mark 12, verse 35 to 37 We have a a slight change here because it's Jesus who's going to ask the question. Now, the question was about what the scribes have been teaching from the scriptures concerning the Messiah. And Jesus will point out that the scriptures are right, but the interpretation put on them was wrong. In verse 35, while Jesus was teaching in the temple courts, he asked, Why do the teachers of the law say that the Messiah is the son of David? You see, they were saying that the Messiah will be a son of David and therefore he will be just like David. David, who is the greatest of all the kings of Judah. But in verse 36, Jesus says, David himself, speaking by the Holy Spirit, declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit on my right hand, until I put your enemies under your feet. Now, this is a quote from Psalm 110, and it's a quote from verse 1. Psalm 110, you may have noticed already, is a very much quoted psalm in the New Testament. And Jesus is quoting it here. Jesus here confirms, first of all, by quoting Scripture, he is confirming the validity of Scripture. And he gives this reference to the Holy Spirit which really confirms what 
Paul is saying to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So David's words here are inspired by the Holy Spirit. So what else is God saying through the words of David, above and beyond David himself? Well, verse 37. David himself calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? Jesus is saying to these people, work it out, think it through. That's what we have to do. Now, in the text, it starts off with the Lord. You'll notice in your Bibles that that first word, Lord, is all in capitals because that is the interpretation of Yahweh, which is God's name. I am who I am. So the Lord, who is God, said to David's Lord, this word Lord in our Bibles is capital L, lowercase o-r-d. And that's because this is an interpretation of the word Adonai, which is another word for God. So the Lord, who is God, said to David's Lord, who is God, who is the Messiah. And God said to David's Lord, who is the Messiah, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. So, if we think this through, we can see what David is really saying. And the truth of these words is being lived out in the lives of these people who are needing the answer that Jesus has given them with reference to this scripture that they were familiar with. Jesus the Messiah, after his resurrection, when he returned to his father, sat down at the right hand of God. Jesus, who is the Messiah, will return. And when he returns, at his name, every knee shall bow. Verse 37, the second part of that verse, the large crowd listened to him with delight. I believe it's because they thought, wow, we've always wondered about this. We've listened to what the, the scribes have been teaching us, but now we can see it. I wonder, I don't know, but I wonder if the scribe who had spoken earlier to Jesus, the one who was impressed with what Jesus said previously, I wonder if this man was in this crowd on this day. And if he was, I wonder did he go back and again search the scriptures that he thought he was so familiar with. And if he did that, I wonder if he saw the truth of the scriptures as to who Jesus really is. For us this morning, let's finish with a word of encouragement from Paul as he writes to the church at Philippi. And this is a passage from Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through to 11. And I'll just read this as we close our time together around God's word and be encouraged by it. In your relationship with one another, have the same mind as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, but did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself 
nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for the truths that are revealed in it, and by the fact that by the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we can begin to understand these things better as we begin to see you more clearly. And our Father, we pray that you will help us to appreciate just who you are, and that we might come to you with a desire to want to know more. Father, we ask that during this short time together, you will have opened our hearts and our minds. And our Father, we pray that as we go through this day, you will continually bring these things to mind, and that we will have the desire to pass these things on to those who will follow afterwards. We thank you for the commandments you have given us. We thank you for the Ten Commandments that we know well. But we thank you for the other things that you have commanded us to do in your name. And we pray that we will, as individuals and as a company of your people, be faithful to these things. And our Father, we ask these things in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, next time we'll continue uh, through to the end of this chapter and see what else we can learn uh, from what God has in store to teach us. Thank you.